0: And when I heard them talking about the force, I did not expect that.
1: It's the Boyle and Rojas podcast, episode 48. I'm Nick Rojas. He's Nick Boyle. Boyle, it's been a long time. What have we seen?
0: I know. I feel like we might have seen a lot on our own, but we recently just, well, actually, we still saw this one on our
1: own, but Star Wars. Yes. Star Wars, The Last Jedi. People may have heard of that movie. Yeah, I think it's the last one in the saga. I I think (laughs) it's the last one of the Jedi. It might be or is I don't it know. so we're gonna have a spoiler free episode, but uh in the time boyle and i boyle and I have not done a podcast episode in about what three weeks now, two weeks yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's so been, it's been a while so since we've last done a podcast, I believe I've seen uh the disaster artist um ladybird star wars what have you seen? You've been on a roll, man. I'll tell you. I don't know if we talked about Coco. There. I think Coco too. In the, since the last time I saw you. Did you, oh, you saw Coco. I did. Yeah. I, 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 so I've seen four since our last one. How about you? Wow, I've seen none. I've only seen Star Wars twice. <clears throat> but for you, worth it? What'd you like about this movie? I'll tell you well, before I get the explain. Plot, right? Yeah. Well, I guess the plot. All right. Of it... So if you haven't seen Star Wars yet, and basically, I'm just specifically talking to my family um don't listen to, don't listen to this podcast episode uh we're not gonna spoil it we're not gonna spoil this movie boil um but for a lot of people who love star wars they don't even want to know what it's about you know they just want to go in fresh so but
0: that's and that's how i felt the first time i saw it and i felt you get so overstimulated because you don't know what to expect so you almost don't want to give a plot like i went in not knowing anything about this movie right and i th- i think that The first time to see it is well worth it. Like, just to be surprised, because, like, we were talking uh, in text this morning, it's just like Star Wars is a genre of its own. You know what I'm saying? And it, you know, they surprise you when you're. At least in this movie, I felt like it was surprise after surprise after twist after twist. Just when you thought you got it, you really didn't. And, um, i i don't know i personally really like this movie but you can't really give the plot away because i think it would take away from your experience seeing it for the first time now as somebody who saw it two times in a row you know and i say in a row because it was within three days um the second time then knowing the plot and watching it again was it like a almost a brand new movie experience if i could explain it it's like it's just i feel like the first time you they, they did a good job keeping this script under wraps and not sharing it. So I went in and you're guessing the whole time and you're not knowing what to expect and everything's a surprise. So you don't hone in on what's going on
1: that's in a, the dialogue. That's the only bad thing about Star Wars movies, Boyle, is like when you see it for the first time, it takes you multiple viewings to get over the fact of being like, oh my God, I'm seeing a new Star Wars movie. And that's the only knock I have on like Star Wars movies is that they're not like any other movies
0: See, I, I personally like that aspect because I like the fact of the surprise that even though you know what it's about, you still don't know what it's about. You still are left with answers. And it's just kind of like I find that more brilliance in the writing part of it. Like, you know what I mean? Like the way we learn about characters in this movie, the first time you watch it, you're like, I could see what you were telling me earlier is you don't think that there was a lot of character development. But watching it a second time, I see it completely different. I mean, she – you know, Rey, Rey um, Ren, <clears throat> um, even Luke himself, they they all go through these crazy um, character developments that at first you wouldn't think. You'd be like, oh my god, they were so lame. But if you really go back and see it again like I did, you see more of how much – and I'm trying so hard not to give away spoilers, but how much – their character really does develop throughout the movie, and why they are the way they are.
1: Yeah, so like I, I knew as soon as the movie was over, I'm like, all right, this is gonna be just like the last Star Wars movie I saw. Like, gonna need to see it like multiple times in the theater. That's like with every Star Wars movie that's come out since basically Phantom Menace. I remember my family; we all saw like Attack of the Clones like three times in theaters. Like, we're just obsessed with Star Wars. So I, my viewing experience of it was. Just, I was like in the fourth row of the theater. I was leaning back in my chair. I was just, just soaking it all in. And, uh, you know, as you know, and, and I wanted to reserve judgment until like multiple times viewing it, um, again, without giving anything away at the end of the movie, I was like, wow. Like I, you know, I, I clapped a few times. I was happy that there's another star Wars movie, but you know, just like leaving the theater, there was just like part of me that was just like feeling like, I just, I just there was something missing that I just wanted a little bit more. Um, I just felt like it was just like a, you know, for me, I just felt like I wanted just one or two or three or four more things to happen that just didn't. I was like, Oh, I, you know, I was hoping that this would happen or do we get more of this? And we just, and it, it's rare that in a two and a half hour movie, you're just kind of like left wanting more. Cause you feel like almost, nothing really happened even though a lot happened um but um some things that i can say without giving away i'm 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 happy we saw and went to planets that we've never quite been to before i mean that's a staple of any star wars movie it's you're always going to planets you've been before but we got to see like a part of the galaxy that we kind of never really saw which i thought was cool um you know we got to see older versions of favorite characters um That I thought was awesome. I thought some obviously this movie picks up like it does with Rogue One and with Force Awakens with great cinematography. I thought that was a real plus in this movie. Oh my god! Yeah, and some some solid humor. And you know, I I feel like that's the tone they took with Force Awakens that this was going to be a funny Star Wars, whereas um, the prequels just weren't funny really just lame acting lame, but there were, there
0: were some originality to that because there are some jokes there too in the first ones we just might not oh. have
1: yeah no no, it, it it harkens back to that original trilogy which was funny Han Solo was funny C-3PO was funny the prequels were just not funny uh Boyle did you happen to catch uh I now again we don't want to give too many of these little things away but did you notice that there's a little bit of an easter egg in this movie with Maz and uh and her little scene she goes uh they they're asking her what's going on cuz there's a shootout going on she's like oh it's a, it's a it's a union issue it's probably not, it's not that yes. interesting you don't want to hear about it and which is a dig at the phantom menace which i think is awesome it was yeah i totally didn't even catch that it it's one of those things where it's like someone who's seen it 3 times already was talking about it on a podcast and i thought that was so interesting because it's so true um it's, it, because that uh, Phantom Menace was just if you go back and watch Phantom Menace it's all about like a trade tariff and like union and like the trade federation is just like wow the, like looking back on Phantom Menace it's just like this who cares about this Um which I thought was fun Uh that they made a joke about in this one you know like a little bit of referencing the fact that the prequels weren't that good anyway um gonna see it again over uh, vacation with my family um, I'm just I'm just so happy that there's a new Star Wars movie I, And again, when I say I'm disappointed, it doesn't mean that I think it's a bad movie at all, which I, I know you know, but I want to get that across to the people listening. Um, I still enjoyed myself and and these movies are just always enjoyable to me. So I give it an eight out of ten, but uh, ultimately, just upon first viewing, a little disappointed in this movie. What about you?
0: Um, I think that you know, on the opposite side for this one at least too, like when we saw Rogue One, I kind of feel the way you I felt the way you feel now and but and I'm feeling the opposite cuz I I really enjoyed this one and people were like oh I like the Force Awakens more and I was like mm, I don't know though I I thought this movie had like three different plots in one but they made sense and then there were some parts that were like oh like Really, like that was kind of corny that that happened, or that was kind of corny that that was said. For sure, that's why it has its moments and not. Um, but I enjoyability nine point five sweat factors up there at a nice, you know, probably a nice seven,
1: you know. And oh yeah, <laughs> uh, Swe- solid. I, I there's some clammy hands in, yeah. in my theater. I was and very so nervous throughout. And Oz, the theater
0: clapped at the end. Like I mean, it had everything for a movie experience that just enhances it even more. Um, But, you know, we saw a lot with the force and how that was used and what its capabilities are, but it still leaves you to ponder what else is possible. Um, It, you know, I don't want to, I'm trying so hard not to give things away, but I just think it covered so many bases that
1: it covered I, for me it covered too many bases
0: and, oh. and i think go, the first time seeing it i would agree like you're almost too overwhelmed too much went on that you almost are like wait what about we this have, or what about that we, so i, I understand.
1: if i were to compare yeah like the empire strikes back we had three storylines going on we have Darth Vader trying to figure out where Luke is. We have Luke training on Dagobah and we have Han, Solo and Leia slowly falling in love and, you know, trying to get help. This one again, without giving away, think about how many storylines we had going on in this in this movie. Off the top of my head, I'm thinking there was four or, f- or five kind of going on all at once and you're just like, I wish they spent more time with some certain characters so that we could well, you get even to know the characters better.
0: differently, do the second time around like on top of like i understand that there's four or five and, and i see what you're saying you want it to be from the start understandable want to
1: be condensed a little bit
0: just know everything that's going to happen and what's going on but i liked that about this movie i liked that it was very unpredictable i liked that seeing it a second time you learn more you, you, you have a better idea of these characters and where they were coming from and you're like, oh my God, like you were wrong the whole time or oh my god you Well there's
1: some character there's some characters you just don't care about though.
0: But I think I think you do the second time. That's what I'm saying. Everyone has a huge role in this movie more than you realize. And then in the scheme of things, in the like role of this the the trilogy, um you can understand and see where it's going more and they and they leave certain things open interpretation and I, I love that i think that it's very well put together and thought out and one of the ridiculous. best cinematography right. scenes of all time was in one of the galaxy scenes and i think you know what i'm talking about and i just it's it's jaw-dropping and that whole scene itself had me so angst it was probably a good 15 20 minute scene that i was just in and i was like yeah like this is great and i was like yep it's just everything i felt and wanted in that movie and i could explain more you know outside the podcast because i don't want to give it away but right to me was what i was looking for and i reached it and and i saw some things in a movie i had never seen portrayed that way and i enjoyed that so i would give this a nine out of ten actually um Mm -hmm. and I could see uh, it again, I know. and I feel like I could problem, see it differently again.
1: The problem with Star Wars movies, I think, and this might just be a personal problem, I'm just, you know, sometimes we as fans may just be just a little too hard on them. We expect nothing but unbelievable and, like, life-altering. And the the one thing I'll say, too, is there was a choice made by the story and the plot that happened uh, at the beginning of the movie with a certain character, Um returning to a ship that boiled without giving away that I was just like, I was like, okay, I'll go along with this, but th- what, what the heck?
0: I totally see what you're saying for sure.
1: Yeah. I was just like, uh, okay. A lot
0: of but anyway, didn't like a couple characters before, but overall,
1: Yeah. There's like, I could have done without uh, one or two characters, um, but um, some great scenes in there and some like great uses of color and um a fantastic well oh, I mean this is not a spoiler there's a, obviously lightsaber fights in all these movies but how about that lightsaber scene in the in the middle and uh, the end of the middle of the that's movie what that I was, was
0: saying boring. like that that went and then it was right that was right after the big kabam too, if I could say without giving it away. And you're just like,
1: yeah, what?
0: Like this scene is unbelievably done. Like it's so you're on the edge of your seat seat, and then boom. And you're just like, what? And then it kicks up again.
1: And you're just like, yeah, let's do this. Like, but also by the way, like, yeah, it, it gets you excited. And then you're like, Oh, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was enjoying the heck out of those scenes, but then they wouldn't build off the, that momentum enough.
0: But they – I th- see, I think they built off it, but then they were like, all right, but we're going to lead up to this big scene after this. So it was kind of like you have your highs hope, and you have your lows. I hope you like this
1: character's moment to shine and now they're done. And, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like – and one final thing. Like they set up some characters going into this trilogy starting with Force Awakens that in – you think like, all right, like we saw a little bit of them in Force Awakens. Now we're gonna get more of them, and then you're like, oh, okay. Like, I guess they weren't gonna be that. Important. All right. So again, it's it's. I'm very nitpicky about these movies. It it, but like at the same time, like I just there was a gut feeling I had leaving it. But um, I'm glad the people that love it. I, I'm I'm happy for them. I'm not gonna fault them. I only say these things. And Boyle and I talked about this before. We just in order to have a great debate, like you know, we we have to sometimes like pick some sides and and so sometimes I gotta play devil's advocate, but uh I'm glad I'm glad you liked it Boyle, because I was I was upset you didn't like Rogue One as much as I did last year.
0: Yeah, for sure. This is definitely
1: Final thing, where does this where does this rank for you among all uh, Star Wars movies? There's been now nine of them, I believe.
0: Uh, hmm. I gotta say this is probably gonna be up there. I'd say top five. Mm. Yeah, I mean, out of you know, out of what we just went, honestly, maybe maybe three or three, possibly. Yeah, I, don't, I would have so to for sit me, on that one because I'd have to rank them, and then it could end up changing somewhere between three and five, though.
1: For me, it goes Empire Strikes Back, A New Hope, and then Rogue One, and then. Uh... Think after rogue one i give it to um force awakens then return of the jedi and then i give it the last jedi and then revenge of the sith then attack of the clones and then phantom menace last that's that was right off the top of my head wow but this one for me is like at the beginning of the latter half gotcha
0: now i i think there were a lot of scenes like the ones we just mentioned that really make it s- stick out for me in my brain. And it's funny because everything you've said um, is a lot of what my uncle and my cousin thought when we left. They were like, it's not my favorite. I don't, and my cousin was like, I, I don't even know if I would. He's like, this might be the worst one I've seen. Like, I don't know if I really like it.
1: Whoa. And I was like, wow. That's a stretch. And none of them none of them will be as bad as Phantom Menace was. <laughs> that movie was so bad. But, um. So
0: anyway, I Star yeah, Wars man. I mean,
1: it Feels I'm good gonna to have tell Star you Wars. the next
0: time we see a Star Wars movie will be next year, a Solo movie, it's supposed to be.
1: In yeah, May. that was a I we got a user submitted question from Becca asking what our thoughts are on that. I'm excited Oh, i there, excited.
0: That's going to be a cool, I'll pretty cool. You.
1: Oh yeah, I agree. Um you know, I, I'm a big Donald Glover fan, so I'm excited that he's in Yeah, it. you
0: just have to take that movie for what – it's It's like Rogue One. You just have to take it for what it is. I, if they somehow ravel it into the Skywalker trilogy, like the whole – you know how Rogue One had like a small part in it?
1: If they do that with um, the Solo movie, I mean, I guess – Yeah, can. I'm just excited to see some Well, I was going to say like – And some of the stories – and some of the stories you heard about in like the original trilogy that obviously happened before the events of the original trilogy. Yeah. Like that's like, to me, that's what I'm most excited well,
0: I, about. I hope it's almost more like that. Like it, I hope Solo's movie is like Solo's movie. I don't want it to tie into the Skywalker. So I hope, I wonder how it'll go.
1: Yeah. I wonder how they'll go about it. But I think it, either way I'm excited. Yeah. Who knows? I I'm I'm willing to bet like, my life that it's going to end with Han Solo walking into Mos Eisley Cantina preparing to meet with Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker. Yeah,
0: it's going to be, it's going to end with him like, actually, no, I don't know because he's really young, the guy that casted for it. So who knows? Who knows what time period they're going to put this in?
1: I don't know. Wouldn't it be surprised if they put, like, will like, it have some sort, sort of Solo connection? And, like, digitally alt- they like or they put in like Harrison Ford and like digitally do the thing to make him look younger at the very end i wouldn't be surprised if they did that they're not that's really a good that. point and
0: but at the same point i as much as i don't want i feel like they'll connect it cuz the whole thing of star wars is kind of like the marvel series in the sense of like they have phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 marvel's in phase 2 right now i feel like star wars is trying to finish phase 1 which would be the solo movie the Netflix special on Darth Maul and the final movie episode um, nine.
1: So you saw that. any more thoughts on uh, Star Wars? Uh,
0: no, oh, just that um, I will be. I decided watching uh, all the movies in the row before I go see the next one. I told myself not Solo, but before Episode Nine
1: okay. Like seeing all of them leading up and just, having yeah.
0: Cause that movie's supposed to be like the final one. If you think about it in the nine series that they originally said, that's supposed to be the final one. We'll see.
1: Yeah. I wonder what this Ryan Johnson trilogy is going to be. I wonder if it's like, I, I didn't do all my homework on this. I'm not sure if it's supposed to take place in like this storyline or, or what. So, uh, but yeah, so, um, I saw Coco and Boyle already talked about in the last episode we did. Um, so, I'm not gonna add too much to it uh other than to say that I loved it. I thought it was fantastically like every time you go see a Pixar movie, you wonder all right, like eventually they're gonna make like some real like a really bad one or something like that, and they just they just seemingly don't do that and uh this one was another awesome one. You nearly cry at the end, which like Pixar man how do they constantly Dude, do that get choked right. up it's it's unbelievable, unbelievable um. God, they're so good at that. But uh, fantastic movie, Boyle, I'm sorry I guilted you into saying that it was a musical because it wasn't really a musical, and I had no idea what I was talking about. To right, bully, bully tactics once again. Um, but yeah, I'm not gonna say anything that anybody else hasn't already said. So very good. Um, another movie. Wait, what'd you Lady that Bird, one? Which was uh, Coco? Yep. I believe I gave it an eight, an eight out of ten. Wow, Remember really. Me. Unfortunately, I did not remember what I gave this. To me that was Why. a 10
0: out of 10. I thought that was an amazing movie this year. Top one of my top movies of the year for sure.
1: I loved it. Oh, I gave I gave it a 9 out of 10. Apologies. Yeah, no. I thought I thought it like so colorful and rich and like great storytelling and unique story. Like I don't look. Again, I don't know if this is based on like a story or adapted or anything like that. I don't I don't fact check that much, but man, just the voice cast was great. 9 out of 10 for me. Um, yeah, uh, you know, I just couldn't give it the 10 out of 10 because, uh, I don't know. I I feel like I'm, I'm hesitant to give out these 10, 10, out of 10s. I think I only give out two 10 out of 10s sure. a year and I already gave one of them to baby driver. See, I think if
0: it deserves it, it gets it and Coco to me deserved it.
1: Nah, see it, it, it didn't for me. I, I, it's so hard for me to give like a an animated movie a ten out of ten because um I don't know. like I, I toy for me Toy Story Two is a ten out of ten movie. Um a lot of the Pixar movies are ten out of tens. Um for me, like Coco didn't reach over into that, oh my god, like this movie is like borderline life changing. Like that's what like gets me to a ten out of ten. Like make like kicking me right in the guts. Like Toy Story Three, like that destroyed me emotionally. That's, that's a 10 out of 10 movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, man, you can't really go wrong giving Coco a 10 out of 10. Cause I mean, can you name something wrong with that movie? I can't, but I didn't have anything wrong with that movie. It was perfect. <laughs> it was, it was so good. Um, just going in order of movies that I had seen leading up to star Wars, uh, the disaster Artist, fantastic movie. Um, James Franco plays Tommy Wiseau. He's in the movie with his brother, Dave Franco, who's playing Greg Sestero. If you don't know anything about it, it's the making of the worst, what's considered the worst movie of all time, um, The Room. It is uh, basically this guy, Tommy Wiseau, who claims he's you know just an all-American guy from Louisiana, um, is this guy who maybe is just like a little bit off, who wants to be this big-time actor. Uh, in Hollywood, he has a lot of money that people don't really know where he has his money from. And uh, him and his new friend Greg uh, head down to Los Angeles to go uh, make it in Hollywood. And along the way, they um, while, it, while they're in Los Angeles, they decide, you know what? No one's given us a chance to be in movies. We're going to make our own. And uh, it's, you know, I think one third of this movie is about making of the room and that movie and you know which is very funny that whole storyline is very funny but two-thirds this movie is this character study of tommy wiseau and greg and their friendship and you know what success can kind of do when you see someone else succeeding you're not and, and a character study tommy um james franco is just gives one of the best acting performances i saw this year like he becomes tommy wiseau like you forget that it's james franco like he's just so amazing um this movie is just fast paced and you know you don't wanna leave this world. You know, Boyle, you know how many movies we see where we're just like, Wow, like we could have been there for another thirty minutes? This is one of those movies where you're just like, Oh man, I wish like there was more in it and uh it's just unbelievable. Um one of the one one of the well made movies of the year and, and Boyle, you know this, like the movies that we really love and the movies that are at the end of the year can have just so many things in it, like Moments that make you you like really think and movies that make you hate the main character and m- moments that make you love the main character m- moments that make you laugh, moments that almost make you cry. this movie had it all um'll we'll say this though, and um I think it's people are saying you don't have to see the movie the room to appreciate it and and that's probably true um but I saw the movie uh the room before I saw the disaster artist, and I think that helped out a bunch like it made me really appreciate a lot of the things and a lot of the people that are in Good the movie and uh it, it's free on youtube if you can check it out um but well well worth it the, the disaster artist i gave it a nine out of ten fantastic movie one of the best uh movies of the year and definitely going to be in my top 10 at the end of the year for sure uh which i look forward to really year. oh yeah now
0: is it now is it is it like seeing comedy as they normally do with like seth uh, rogan no, it-
1: no not at all it's like
0: or is it, like, a legit
1: movie? This is a legit movie. This is a movie where, like, Seth wrote, like, and they're marketing it as, like, a comedy, and it's not, it's not, it's it's a drama and a comedy. And uh, you're going to laugh at the beginning, and then, like, in the middle, you're like, oh, maybe, and then you're going to laugh again, and then there's scenes where you're like, oh, my God, like, like, this guy's messed up. Like, you know what I mean? And uh, Paul Shear, I got to give credit to the How This Get Made crew, one of my favorite podcasts of all time. Yeah, I remember you giving that tweet shout-out. Oh, they were... They did a, move, uh, a podcast episode about The Room in 2011. They had one of the guys in the movie, Greg, uh, on the podcast who's like the second lead in this movie uh, played by Dave Franco. He was about to release this book about the making of the movie, uh, The Room. James Franco read that book and said, wow, I got to turn this into a movie. I see a lot of me and Tommy Wiseau. And then they make the movie based off the appearance of him on the show making the book. So then all three How This Get Made people are in the movie in uh, various roles, um, which is very meta. But Paul Shear was fantastic because Paul Shear is usually maybe like plays Paul Shear kind of characters in movies. And this one, he's kind of a different kind of guy. He's fantastic. I'm giving a lot of like inside baseball references here with like some of my comedy heroes. But uh, Seth Rogen is actually like – so, boy, you were asking like is this like another one of their kind of movies? They are – I I – it's kind of cruel of me to say this because they're acting and all their movies are in. But this was like a good acting from Seth Rogen, especially James Franco, who we know we're capable of. But Seth Rogen was playing a very, very non-Seth Rogen kind of guy.
0: But you know what's interesting is I feel like he's been working at that. Like I've in and, and movies recently, he's been like directing or producing or help write. Like he's been like – some of it's been really good. You know what yeah. I
1: mean? Oh, yeah. And
0: so I feel like he's trying to go in that – like, oh, I can make hilarious, crazy stuff like Sausage Party, but I can make something more serious and more real and to earth, you know what I mean? At the same point, he's showing he's well rounded. Absolutely. I agree. So, even for like people buzz- bugging on him, being like, oh, you're a stoner, blah, blah, blah like, you know, ragging on him, sort of thing, you know, he's right. kind of being like, do I
1: can do it all. Can do it all he, but i mean he was he was good easy i i don't want to say like oh this is like a Seth Rogen James Franco movie uh by the way cuz Seth Rogen plays like a, a minor character in this movie um but yeah so 9 out of 10 would recommend watching the room first to uh, appreciate the movie and again it's free on uh YouTube and and finally the last movie that i saw and and boyle i think uh, we talked about this before uh Lady Bird directed by uh, Greta Gershon, who is a uh, indie movie darling um, this is kind of a semi-autobiographical, um, movie by Greta Gerwig. Um, I don't know why I called her Greta Gershon. Uh, that's someone else, I think. Greta Gerwig, um, she's been in, like, a bunch of things over the past few years, but, like, one of those, like, you know what I mean, small movies that no one really, like, it, it doesn't really blow up too much, you know? Um, but this movie takes place 2002 to 2003. It is following the senior year of a, uh, girl attending a, All girls Catholic school, Sacramento, 2002. So a a time and a place like Sacramento, 2002, like boy, like how many movies can you name off the top of your head that takes place in like Sacramento, 2002, none, right? Exactly. Like, it's like a part of like life that we haven't really like discovered, like an all girls Catholic school in Sacramento, 2002. Like, so right off the bat, you're like, Oh, this is definitely going to be telling me a story that I've never seen before. Um, how am I going to relate to this? Like, how is this, you know, and this is another thing that Becca pointed out to me, this is the highest rated movie of all time on Rotten Tomatoes in terms of, it it got a hundred percent with like two over 200 some critics. So right off the bat, you're facing like these high expectations for this movie going in. You're thinking, all right, like, how is this going to live up to this height? Like a hundred, um, you know, a Rotten Tomatoes, like that's so like lofty, like I'm expecting like perfection here. And, uh, again, but you have to remind yourself, like you can get a hundred on Rotten Tomatoes. If all the critics think like, Hey, this was pretty good. Not like, Oh my God, this is the best movie. You know what I mean, Boyle? Um, so, um, it just goes through, it's a character study of, of this girl going through her senior year in high school. And, um, I think the reason why a lot of people can connect with this is you no matter if you're a guy, girl, whatever you see yourself in this movie and, and kind of see it's, it's, uh, how you can see this girl coming of age into a a woman kind of into her senior year and how it's not like a perfect thing. You don't over your senior year magically go from boy to man. You know what I mean? Well, it's, you make these like silly mistakes in order to think you're cool. And you, you, you're like, Oh man, I just can't wait to get out of this place. And so deep down, everyone can relate to that character kind of senior year being like, I'm going to miss my friends. Oh my God. Like all these stupid things I did. And, I got to get out of here. And then when you get out of here, you go, Oh, so Greta, Greta Gerwig, when she was on a podcast getting interviewed about this movie, she says, not only is this a coming of age movie, but it's also a story of learning to let go. And that's what the parents are doing in this movie too. And it's just so interesting to see like that, you know, that back and forth. So, um, for me, it was just an, an awesome, awesome movie. Um, I could find myself relating to a, um, a high school senior, in Sacramento in 2002 which by the way 2002 like it, it felt like it was 2002 a little bit without but without it feeling dated which was cool so um i gave lady bird an, an eight out of 10 um fine movie uh really fine and uh yeah so um, boy i'm sorry for dominating this conversation so much but uh obviously i was very excited with the movies i've seen so much um and i haven't do you know how to pronounce do you know how to pronounce that actor's name by the way <laughs> which one <laughs> sure Ronan. Nope. Yeah, I I I had to remember that because uh, I think just like I've heard on podcasts, like people are just trying to pronounce it. Um, that was another question we had. Um, to what do we think of her as an actress? Uh, Boy, have you ever seen The Lovely Bones?
0: You know what? No, I haven't. But I know she was the main character in
1: it. I think I'm. I might have seen bits and pieces of The Lovely Bones. I think I have. Yeah, because it had what's his face in it, uh, playing the creepy guy. I don't know who
0: I don't know who that is.
1: We know it. Um, he's been in a ton of movies. Uh, he was uh, Stanley Tucci. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you know that Shursa, Shersa, oh my God! I, I think that's how you say it. Sure, Ronan. She's Irish and American. She has an Irish accent. Everyone associates her with Ireland. She was born in the Bronx. No way. Yeah, I think it's one of those situations where she moved to Ireland early on. She was also in the movie Brooklyn a few years ago. I think two years ago. I really like that movie a lot. Um, it was one of those movies that is basically about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but but it but it's good. You're just like ah, uh, that movie wasn't really about anything. But sure, yeah, I like the acting in that. Um, just makes you feel warm and fuzzy on the inside. She's twenty three years old too. Um, it's impressive. So, she's good. Um, what you got for me, Boyle? I've got nothing for you, man. Hey, man, it's been weird. You and I have not been to the movies in quite some time. I I miss our uh, time. We had to fit in one of these podcasts. Um, did you see the Ocean's Eight trailer today? I did not. I'm gonna have to look that up. It look it looks pretty good. Um, a person. Shows up about two thirds of the way. It's James Corden. James Corden shows up in the trailer like two thirds of the way through the trailer. You're like, wait a minute, what is that? James Corden, and then you go back and you're like, ah, oh, geez, James Corden's in everything. And then it was funny because on Twitter today, everyone was just like, is anyone else noticing that James Corden is everywhere? Dude, James so, uh, is everywhere, it's weird. It's so weird. It's like, all right, I guess we decided that he's our guy now.
0: Dude, call, give him a call. Well, space, he's taken.
1: You love that one.
0: Oh, I had to. Um, uh, my last thing is, no, dude, you know what? For the first time this year, Nick, I've been um, watching a bunch of Christmas movies. Like every night I watch a Christmas movie or Christmas show of some sort.
1: Yeah. yeah. What, what, what have you been thinking? What have been some of your takeaways from 2017 Christmas movie viewing?
0: Um, That Bad Santa and Bad Santa 2 should be watched back to back in order to fully appreciate even a slight bit of that movie. <laughs> that movie is tough to those movies, I don't think if I watched it the way
1: I did, I would ever watch it. Hence why I yeah. watched the first one. I'm um, only seeing the first Bad Santa. Obviously, Bad Santa 2 just came out.
0: Yep, Bad Santa 2 just came out, but they're both on Netflix, so you can watch it back to back. But also, I watched The Santa Claus because that's always an original, and all three are on Netflix too.
1: Um, I watched Home Alone. All three of the Santa Claus are on Netflix? Yep. We just watched the first one the other day. I've only seen the first one. All
0: three? What?
1: Oh, yeah. Get
0: out of
1: town. Yeah, I haven't seen the second one or the third one. Like, why would I want to watch those? The fr- I, we just watched the first one the other day, and here's I'm glad you brought up Christmas movies, boy. Man, my Mount Rushmore got torn to shreds for not having uh, family vacation Christmas. I was going to say, I'm so or, mad. Or Christmas have... family christmas family vacation
0: because even i i watch that once a year too i even have like pajama pants that uncle eddie wears and and uh i re- like the eggnog and all that like i always do that
1: i haven't watched that movie enough to appreciate
0: it apparently yep. apparently not you haven't because i'm gonna speak like yoda in this one you are dumb <laughs> i do no, i was i mean uh, i just
1: <laughs> i keep interrupting you i'm tired no man, I don't blame you. I'm sorry. Um, I just wanted to say that the Santa Claus. We just watched it the other day, and like I, the past few years, I was kind of thinking this in the back of my head. After the first thirty minutes, the Santa Claus is just not good. Boyle. It is. It is painful Listen, to watch. Man, that was a total nineties movie. If
0: you were in the nineties.
1: Oh yeah. Well, because what? as a kid, you're like, I I love it. Like this whole movie is an epic. It's so long. You rewatch it, it's just like beat after beat after beat and it's just like uh eh, eh. like oh his heart sounds like jingle bells, like it's a kid's movie again, but so watching with an adult lens, like the first thirty minutes are still pretty good with Tim Allen doing Tim Allen things and then at a certain point it's just like eh. like the elves with attitude is just like uh,
0: <laughs> it uh it's a good bad. point. But I love it. It just it always makes me laugh. I like that.
1: I know, in the first 30 minutes, put like the other night watching, I was just like, I can't wait for this to be over. Um, any others that you've watched? Um, I mean, I've done them all. Like
0: Grinch, Rudolph. Um, oh, I, yeah, I, I've done a lot. Michaela and I have done a lot this year. So <laughs> Christmas Vacation is really like the next one, and that's it. I think I've done them all. I just did Home
1: Alone. Oh, uh, we got a late tweet. Oh. I was just going to say, we got a late tweet from Cookie about how he was sad that uh, I saw it without my dad, and he did a sad, sad face, he was and it made me really sad. He broke his heart. I, seriously, I feel like I did. He looked so bummed in that tweet.
0: It did look like a sad tweet. I won't exaggerate. But, <laughs> I guess that's it. I'm looking forward to a lot of good movies coming out over the next month, man. I'm telling you. Like, this week alone, you got... Um, Oh my God! Downsizing, the greatest showman that which is going to be the from the makers of La La Land. That's going to be fantastic. Um, and there was one other big one coming out this week. Now it just slipped my mind.
1: There's a lot. There's so much. I'm literally. I can't wait for Phantom mm-hmm. Thread.
0: So I can like re say what I just said. Oh, J- dude, Jumanji comes out this week.
1: Yeah, apparently we're going to see that on. Uh um vacation as a family. Oh my god. Uh, I'm dude. I'm excited but man, I don't think it's going to be good. I mean, you know what I mean? I think
0: it's just going to be like you'll be like, "Okay, never watch it again." Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, exactly. Like glad we saw it, laughed in the moment and then immediately it was like, eh. "Dude, there's a lot coming out. That Will Smith movie, Bright. I'm really looking forward to that." Um Really? We're going to fall for another Christmas uh time Will Smith movie? Yep a classic last year remember that that was so bad <laughs> i loved that you hated it <laughs> i hated that
0: movie um darkest oh hour God. comes out i've been looking forward to that pitch perfect three downsizing and father figures dude that's a lineup for one week right, father figures i i hope is just somewhat decent Think yeah. about it jumanji greatest showman darkest hour pitch perfect three downsizing and father figures That's six brand new movies in
1: one week. Wow! I love Christmas with movies, man. It's it's insane. It's
0: good, but they're gonna be in and out. Like we're really gonna have to make sure you go and like see movies because, you know, with the you know Oscars coming up, a lot of those are gonna be in and out. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Yeah. Last year, I mean, we think about. Remember, we last year at the end of the year, and I'm just looking at MoviePass. um, We saw Sing on. on New Year's Eve, I believe, did we? Oh, I think we did. Yeah, the- because remember, we we were in the mall afterwards, and we saw Eddie, and we we're like just talking about like, yeah, we saw it on New Year's Eve, we saw. No. Yep. But like, think about it. Like, we saw movies that were up for like nomin like. Before, <laughs> look at this. At the end of the year. Okay, December on. We saw Nocturnal Animals. Uh. Oh my god. There was uh, La La Land and Lion like those were like the big ones up for Academy Awards. Hidden Figures yep. we saw. And you saw. You got to realize right now. That was the, at the end of January. Possible. Yeah. I mean, we saw we saw Arrival before. That Arrival was in November. Like we saw all the best picture nominees like almost all of them in theaters.
0: Oh yeah, we usually do though. But like The Greatest Showman's definitely going to get a nomination, I guarantee you. Darkest Tower. Yeah,
1: it's gotten some. It's gotten some Golden Globe talk. Yep, Darkest Tower. The big question. It's still early, Boyle, but the big question will be. I don't even think it's a question anymore because everyone saw that the big sick got snubbed for best comedy or musical, at uh, the mm-hmm. Golden Globes. I'm willing to bet that Hollywood would be like, "Oh, that was an outrage," and that'll and it'll get nominated for a best picture, and I'm not. Hating on that at all, but I just think like that's kind of how Hollywood works. I feel like they see what happens at Golden Globes, everyone gets caught in the momentum of like, oh my god, can you believe this got something? This got something, this got so it's gonna get big sick. Is I'm an mortal lock guarantee it's gonna be nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. It'll be a long shot to win, obviously, but I, I,
0: nope, I would agree with you totally.
1: Um, but yeah, this was a solid episode. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Boyle, you got any uh, things to add before I do the promotion? Nope. So follow the show on Twitter at the BNR podcast. Follow Boyle on Twitter at OBoyle92. Follow me at Rojo36. Uh, follow Austin on Instagram at amrohas19. Um, Boyle, hopefully we can uh, get some movies together and, and get uh, in the car with Austin and uh, all record a podcast together. Get the... Uh, get the magic cooking and all that stuff Put the band back together <laughs> absolutely man it's been it's been a minute and a half but uh, I'm excited we have so many good movies coming out I'm so excited uh boyle Merry Christmas buddy Merry Christmas to you too buddy I, I wish we could have hung a little bit closer to the holidays but uh, I'll come I'll come back and we'll we'll celebrate uh, after that um but guys um you know if we don't get to recording an episode uh thank you everybody for listening this year in 2017. Yeah. This has kind of
0: been the first full year of us doing it,
1: so. Yeah, and we got to see us go from seeing all the end of the year movies from last year at the beginning of this year to seeing some of the quiet gems that were released in February and March to the summer blockbusters that disappointed us to now here in the fall and winter, was seeing some of these good movies again. So, uh, it's been a roller coaster. And thank you guys for listening and telling your friends and. Telling your friends' friends and rate us on iTunes. We're on Google Play Music for all you Google Play Music listeners out there. Uh, We're on SoundCloud. Um, Thank you, and thank you, Boyle.
0: Yeah, thank you too, buddy. This has been a good time and can't wait to keep it up.
1: All right, everybody. We'll see you next time. Bye.
0: Bye.